All right, welcome back to the unpublished podcast. I am your host, Aaron, and I am without my second host, uh, my wife, Savannah. She is in bed already. She's got to get up really early for work tomorrow morning, working at the coffee shop, so she is getting some rest now. But didn't want to miss this opportunity. In just a little bit, I'll be having a conversation with my good friend, Jay, which we had intended on having this conversation a week ago, and we actually did have the conversation a week ago, but just uh, just had some technical difficulties and weren't able to uh, get some audio there. But just felt that this conversation was going to be so important and be a help to others. Uh, before we jump into that, I kind of want to give a just kind of a overview of of the week so far. Had a had a tough had a tough week, busy week. This uh, today, actually, I was on my way to work and a tire blew out on an enclosed trailer that I was pulling uh, as I was headed to a job site. And so that that was a that was a challenge for sure, pulling off onto the interstate and uh, getting onto the shoulder, getting the tire changed. I fortunately had an Indiana State Police pull up behind me and give me a little, just a little shadow that would be able to, to keep safe there on the interstate, just as trucks were going by, flying by. So that was, that was an interesting uh, experience today. My uh, teenagers were in, uh, in a lesson yesterday uh, dealing specifically with suffering. We're just going through a series on, on going through difficult times in life. We talked about Paul a little bit and Paul uh, having this thorn in the flesh that he wanted to get rid of. And then Jesus answers him with, my grace is sufficient for thee. I texted and messaged the teen saying, you know, it's not a coincidence that, that we're talking about a little bit of suffering in a flat tire in the big scheme of things is nothing. But it was, uh, it was just a, like a little bump in the road during the week. And those, those, those experiences can easily allow us to focus so much on the negativity, especially when there's so much negativity going on around in the world and things that we're experiencing on a, on, just on a daily basis. And, uh, and those things can be added to each other. And it can really just really make for a difficult time. And, and so easily you can move in your mind from the positive, focusing on the positive things in life to focusing on those uh, negative things. And it can really be difficult. I want to share just some things um, that I, I, I've been writing down. I love to, as I'm listening to sermons or I'm listening to podcasts or as I'm uh, just having conversations with people, I like to write down some, just some things that that stand out to me, maybe some phrases or, or notes. And so I'm going to share a couple of those with you. I love, I love to use, um, the app called Evernote. It just kind of helps you organize your, your notes as you're, as you're learning things, as you're growing in, uh, in different areas. And I, I wrote down, um, just some things that, that, uh, that I thought were neat this past week. Let's see here. One of the quotes was, your passion shouldn't override your compassion. And I thought that was really good. Uh, if we're going to look down on people, let's make sure we're reaching down to help people. And uh, man, that's convicting because uh, I feel like we oftentimes are really good at, at judging other people or 
looking at where people are at and um, just having a maybe a, a bad attitude really uh, towards them and where they're at, um, which leads to this next quote, which I thought was really good as well. It's okay to disagree. It's not okay to dishonor. And uh, it's okay to disagree. And I, I have close friends and, and, and even my spouse that there are things that we disagree about or conversations that we have that um, we're just not going to be on the exact same page with. Uh, it's, and it's okay to disagree, uh, but it's not okay to dishonor. Uh, I work in ministry and I work with other leaders in the church and we're not always going to be on the same page. And it's okay to disagree, but it's not okay to dishonor. Another quote from, uh, this would have been at Teen Retreat. Yesterday you said, tomorrow. That was really convicting because I'm really good at procrastinating. That's a, that's a weakness that I have. And uh, yesterday you said, tomorrow. All right, one last one. I don't want to be passive I don't want to be aggressive. I want to be passionate. And this is something that I was just, this is something I wrote to myself, basically. Uh, my personality is one that is passive, which means that it, it, can, it can hold back a little bit and needs a little stirring up. That's my natural personality. And then others' natural personalities may be leaned towards the aggressive side where there is a drive to them and there's a move towards them. And, and somewhere in the middle there um, is where I believe God wants, uh, God wants us to be, is passionate, passionate about the things of God, passionate about people, passionate about helping people, and uh, calming down the aggressives and um, encouraging the passives to, to be passionate. So those are just some thoughts that I, I had this week. Uh, I also uh, just started a, a 21-day challenge reading through the book of John because John has 21 chapters. And at the beginning of February, I started this challenge, and that just gives you, you know, seven days to, to miss a few days here and there. But the book of John is so powerful, and it, it studies the, the life of Christ and his influence on people and just so so good, and it's been really good so far just going through the, the different stories or accounts that, that Jesus had with people. Welcome back to the Unpublished Podcast. Thank you for joining us and listening with us. We do appreciate you uh, taking the time to, to be with us. I've got a guest here, uh, and I mentioned his first name earlier, but his full name is Jay Nepomuceno. He's a good friend. I've known him for probably over 20 years, and we attended the same church for a few years, and he's been a youth pastor, he's been an associate pastor, and he's just been around the ministry. He's uh, experienced some things, and I've asked Jay to come on uh, and, and just share a little bit of his story. He's got a unique story of, of dealing with some anxiety and grief 
and even some depression in his life. And I believe it's something that, to a certain degree, maybe all of us are experiencing. And we talked a couple episodes ago, uh, Savannah and I did, about some stressors that you might have in your life and how those can have an effect on you and how that can affect your mental health. And I believe this, uh, this mental health is something that, that we've avoided maybe for a little too long. And, uh, and especially in the last couple of years, it's just been exposed that it is something that really, really, really needs to be addressed. And, uh, and so, Jay, I appreciate you coming on for the second time and, uh, and taking this time to, to just be with us. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah, no problem. Thank you for, for caring about the subject. I want you to go back, um, maybe all the way to the beginning, and just tell us a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, just your background a little bit. Yeah, thank you. Well, I grew up in San Diego um, and definitely wasn't a, um, well, I wasn't a preacher's kid, wasn't a deacon's kid. Um, came from a broken home. My biological father um, left, uh, left my mom when we were pretty young. I think I was in the second grade um, and he wasn't really a part of our lives. Um, a, uh, a friend of my mom's invited us to a, a church down there in National City. It happened to be a Filipino church, and uh, there we got saved. My mom got remarried, and then so had all the, the com- complications or awkwardness of having a, a stepfather. But um, but he he was he is my dad. Right. Um, he's the one that raised me, and he, he taught me some uh, some some great things. And I'm certainly thankful for that. And uh, ended up in Bible college, <clears throat> excuse me, because uh, um, I uh, kind of messed up on a scholarship application. And uh, I was supposed to get a grant for um, almost forty thousand oh, dollars, wow. and I was awarded it. And then I guess uh, whatever the committee that reviewed it uh, found that I, I had a, um, I made a mistake on it, and it was taken away from me. And um, I wanted to actually uh, study um, theater. Wow. I wanted to go into musical theater, but uh, but I didn't want. To, I knew I wanted to get away from home, and yeah. so I went to Bible college and uh, figured I'd go a year and and. Um, and from there, get all the financial aid stuff and grants straightened out and, and then go back to real college. Uh, but pretty quickly in that, that first year in Bible college, um, it was actually it was October. So just really the second month, uh, an evangelist named Paul Schwenke, I was preaching in chapel and God was already working on me. And uh, the title of the message is uh, America Needs Preaching. Mm. And uh, God just broke my heart and I, I surrendered to the ministry in the chapel service. Wow. And then so I met my wife, um, Brenna, and uh, we got married in my junior year, actually, uh, um, right in, big, in between semesters. And uh, that's young, but um, <laughs> I wouldn't change it. And, um, and uh, I was asked to consider a, a youth ministry position at uh, the host church there. It was Calvary Baptist San Dimas at the time, now Lighthouse Baptist of Laverne. Um, I was honest with, with the pastor that I, we felt called to missions and that I'd stay a year as I was finishing up my uh, senior year in Bible college. And, um, uh, but that, that year uh, quickly turned into 18 years and we wow. spent 18 years um, <laughs> in youth ministry. And we had, uh, we just fell in love with the kids, uh, fell in love with, uh, with really pretty much every aspect of youth ministry, running camps, doing missions trips, especially that's probably the highlight of, of our of our uh, uh, youth ministry and just building relationships and to this day we just we're just really good friends with a, a lot of the young people that that we have the privilege of of, of ministering to 
and and now they're just they're just great friends. For it. It, it's just really neat to see that come full circle. Yeah. But uh, in my final year of youth ministry, um, we we went on a missions trip and wanted to make it a little bit more low key so I could save some uh, some money. Didn't want to use up all the missions funds. I wanted to give the incoming youth pastor Tommy Dunlop um, a, a good amount of money to work with. And so we decided to just help a church planner in uh, Washington State, and it was it was awesome. We did a vacation Bible school. Uh, kids got saved. Some of our our kids on the team, our teenagers on the team, um, led their first soul to Christ. Um, it, it just it was amazing, and um, it was just a great trip. And um, so the Saturday after vacation Bible school was done, we made our final visits um, to try to encourage parents and and kids to come on Sunday. Things were great, and Saturday night was a fun day uh, at the beach, had a bonfire, um, and the uh, kids played out in the water. And um, unfortunately, long story uh, uh, short, um, the kids got caught in a in a rip current, and um, one of our young men, uh, Paul, one of the one of the best Christians I've ever known, yeah. uh, teenager or adult or whatnot, just just one of the best Christians I've ever known. Period. Um, he was uh, swept away in a, in a rip current. His body was never recovered, and um, I knew I was in a I was going to be in a battle, um, a spiritual battle with guilt and, and all of that. But I could have never imagined <clears throat> what it really turned into. Right. And uh, that that was the start of a four-year battle with depression, and anxiety, and then eventually panic attacks. To where, so four years later, in my 22nd year of, uh, of full-time ministry, uh, I resigned from, uh, from a wonderful staff position yeah. uh, in exciting ministry, uh, just thinking I was broken beyond repair. And, um, and then from there, uh, God led us on, on an interesting journey of healing and, and of ministry. Yeah. Let me step back just a little bit. Um, you mentioned earlier that uh, in your childhood you had you just had some you know maybe a little bit of uh, uh, some events that possibly could have affected uh, affected you. Would you say uh, there was any struggle with any type of anxiety or any type of depression um, in your childhood at all? I know we're stepping way back here. Yeah, actually, no. Yeah, and, and, and that is important. It really is. Um, now, as we've uh, you know, been in our uh, um, mental health ministry for a couple of years and working with um, a, a pastor of 38 years um, who has specialized training, um, <clears throat> who is a licensed therapist and has a PhD in psychology, um, who counsel, helped counsel me out of this and is now my mentor, uh, learning about the effects of childhood trauma on the brain, the, the lasting effects. And, uh, and just the, the, the struggles that can ensue for a lifetime. And, and so, I, you know, the, the truth is I did see some physical abuse from my biological father and there was drunkenness and, um, and just even the trauma of, of a divorce and being asked a terrible question, who do you want to stay with, your mom or your dad? You know, no child should be ever asked that question. No. And I remember even, you know, no. in second grade, I knew that was a terrible question I, and I couldn't answer it. Um, and so I wondered <clears throat> if I was set up for that and so even working with my counselor and, and uh, um, you know, we, we delved into that. And I was hoping he would say, oh, that's it. That's why you're messed up, <laughs> you know, and that's why you're struggling so much. And he's like, no, nah, I just, you know, we, we, we outlined my past and we talked about those things, those struggles. And, 
and uh, he, he didn't feel like that 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 had set me up uh, in a sense and, and, and no doubt there were hurts um, but uh, uh, but but really I, I was um, a pretty normal guy um, uh, you know just <clears throat> I, I think the one thing if there's one thing I excel in and that I have excelled in was is positivity I'm always optimistic yeah. class is always for me, it's always three quarters full, always. And um, I've always tried to put that to our teenagers that, you know, that we can change the world. Right. Um, and so I was forever optimist. And so <clears throat> really, I, I think the start of my anxiety issue um, was, is, is, has been raising our autistic son, who I probably should have mentioned. Yeah. That's a really important part of our story. We have four children and um, our oldest um, has autism. And that has just been a challenge with right. balancing ministry, figuring out how to serve, figuring out how to how to raise him, and um, do we do we discipline him like we do the other children? Um, just and then getting counsel and getting a whole range of ideas on this, um, and then having to sort through that. Ultimately, it was our decision, and we made mistakes. Right. Um, I'll just say, I mean, so we did. You know, we took the counsel. Oh, you know, the Bible doesn't make any differentiation. You know, the Bible doesn't talk about autism at right. all. Right. And so, um, uh, so we went with that and we tried to discipline him in, in the, the same exact way. We disciplined our quote unquote normal kids. Yeah. And um, that so was JJ, the And now I'm there. You know. So JJ is your, is your oldest. Is that correct? Yes, sir. He's the oldest. And uh, so uh, you're already uh, experiencing parenthood for the first time. And um, you're, you're, you're just trying to navigate that uh, to start with. And, um, I, you know, we're experiencing that right now, Savannah and I, you know, just having uh, our, our first and uh, really two almost at once because we have um, a foster child. Uh, and you're just trying, you're trying to learn on the go. So I can't imagine the, right. the, the difficulty it was for you guys um, not only um, trying to navigate parenthood to start with, but then having to navigate it with an autistic child like that. Yeah, it, de- it definitely is, is, is more complicated. There, there's just no doubt about that. Right, right. So definitely, uh, definitely some stressors there that led up to, um, led up to, you know, that tragedy, which really had an effect on, on all of us. You know, I, I personally knew Paul as well and, uh, and their family. And, and, uh, this is something that impacted us deeply, mm-hmm. uh, in the moment it impacted you, uh, as the youth pastor deeply, uh, and is still having an impact. It's impacted the family. It's impacted those who were uh, really close to him. Yeah. Um, my brother, you know, mm-hmm. spent a lot of time with Paul. Yeah. And so the, this is a story that affects us all. Um, but I, wa- I wanted to have Jay just share a little bit of this because I believe it has a true heart to help others who have uh, struggled with this or who have dealt with this. So we've talked a little bit about the just the stressors that were involved and the things that had an effect on your mental health and the things that affected um, your mindset as you were dealing with these things. What, what for you, Jay, began the, began the climb out of it? What started the climb for you? What was the first step? 
Yeah, I mean, the journey to that was was really crazy because I, I first I really had to just leave behind or really just obliterate my preconceived ideas of mental illness and depression yeah. and uh, and just kind of the prevailing thought and it's getting better um, is this broad brush uh, diagnosis so to speak that depression finds its roots in in, uh, in some type of sin some type of personal and um, your walk with God lacking um, and that your healing from that is just, uh, you know, this under uh, give it to God, um, trust God more, read more scripture, remember scripture, all, all those things. And obviously I'm not against those things, but really the Bible says yeah. a whole lot more about our pain and suffering than just trust God. Right. And, and really, if we're going to tell people that, let's, uh, you know, can we, can we give some practical helps and uh, give it yeah. to God? What, what does, what does that actually mean? Um, because the best right. I knew I was giving it to God. So really, um, and, and it really is in, in that sense of hitting rock bottom was necessary for me to get rid of my preconceived ideas. And, and, and I knew, you know, just it was really a, a few months into it, maybe six, eight months into it, where I really started to realize, man, there is just something wrong with me. Because I'd been discouraged before, and I knew this was a whole different animal. It wasn't just discouraged. It was a whole different animal. And I just couldn't stop being sad about it. Couldn't stop being sad. And all the typical things that you run to, you know, music, you know, that was painful. And, and part of it is, you know, because of my relationship with Paul, much, much like you do, it revolved around music. Yeah. You know, we sang together. He sang with my kids. And, and so that, that was just, that was a huge thing. So for me, music was painful. And, yeah. and, I, and I heard in a, um, in, in a, in, in a conference um, that, that's about treasuring your trials, and, and, and I don't mean, because you know, a lot of you know, your listeners, and you might even know who the speakers were, but, um, uh, you know, one of the big things is you go to godly music, and then, so, how, man, that made me feel so guilty, because music was painful for me. Yeah. Um, and then, I remember the Bible says that sometimes, um, you know, if you sing songs to a heavy heart, um, it, it's like nitre, you know, to the, it, it's explosively painful. Right. So, um, so let's not forget every single piece of the scripture and just say, okay, godly music is the way to be comforted. Yeah. No, hold on. You're, 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 we're forgetting about a really, really important um, principle in scripture that music sometimes is not good for the heavy hearted. That right. is Bible. And so, um, so, so especially when, uh, um, when the panic attacks occurred, See, for me, I just thought panic attacks, I'll just be real, panic attacks were for women, yeah. they were for females. And so, like, you know, what in the world? I'm, I'm, I'm becoming a, I'm turning into a woman? What in the world is happening <laughs> with me? That is just terrible. And, uh, and so, I, I mean, I, I, that was an eye-opener. Um, and uh, uh, so that was the big thing. I didn't want to have a panic attack in front of people. I, I was always, you know, my ministry is in front of people, teaching, preaching, music, always in front of people. And so really when I, when I resigned, um, that, the, the healing really started to begin. I was already under the care of, of, uh, of a really good counselor, mm-hmm. veteran pastor. Pat, like I said, he, he, he's pastored the same church 38 years, but he also happens to have some really good training yeah. um, to deal with your things on a, you know, on a professional uh, you know, medical level. Now, how, um, how did you? So I, go ahead. How did you get in touch with this uh, counselor? So I, I know you mentioned. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You know that this was before you left the ministry. So somewhere in there, there had to be somebody that maybe right. 
recommend. Right. Or... So I was, um, uh, yes. Yeah. I was really struggling. I, I failed a, a physical um, for my bus license miserably. My blood pressure was 180 over 120. Mm. Um, and uh, so I went back to the church office and I, I told Pastor Dunlop and, and he, had, he had known I, I, I was struggling. Yeah. And so I told him, I, I said, you know what? I figured this was killing me, and and now now I have confirmation. This thing is physically killing me. Um, wow. And then so he contacted uh, Pastor Doug Fisher, um, who's been very um, uh, public about his struggle with depression and how he's worked with uh, with psychologists and that. And, um, and so, but so Brother Fisher uh, referred me to um, the man who eventually became my my mentor. Now, yeah. uh, like I said, a, a PhD in psychology. A licensed therapist works with um, Marines and soldiers mm-hmm. who suffer from P- PTSD, and uh, so 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 Pastor Dunlop was instrumental in getting me in contact yeah. uh, with with this man uh, to that I could be under the care of a of a psychologist, and certainly I'm so thankful for that. So that was huge yeah. to have that biblical perspective um, of the the science of the mind right. of the brain. Um, and, and that was, yeah, I, I needed it because something wasn't right yeah. up here in my head and, um, but there was healing. So really getting away when I, when I left lighthouse, that it got to a point where I, I needed to, because everywhere I looked, there was a trigger everywhere. I looked, there was a memory of Paul mm-hmm. because he was involved in every aspect of ministry. Yeah. And so, um, so once I got away from that, I mean, things started to ease for me. A lot of the anxiety, I actually, I, I have not had a panic attack since leaving lighthouse. Um, and, uh, um, and then just get really grasping some important concepts and, uh, um, uh, the guilt versus shame. Um, was I, was I guilty of a sin or was I guilty of breaking uh, law of the land? I, I had to, uh, you know, come to grips with that. So right. if I, if I wasn't guilty, if I'm not guilty of those things, what I was experiencing was experiencing was shame yeah. and shame. There's nothing good about shame. This is a, um, you know, that's, it's only destructive and, uh, um, understanding grief and mourning. Jesus Christ himself said, blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Yeah. I read that a million times, <laughs> but then, um, you know, but it never made sense to me in this sense, in this way, yeah. in such a personal way that, you know what, there's a prerequisite to comfort and mm-hmm. that's mourning. And then I, I hadn't, you know, for those, I hadn't allowed myself to properly mourn. I wouldn't. You know, I, I, w- I would hold it in emotion, and that right. in and of itself right. is not healthy. And so, um, so yeah, so there was, you know, these things were, were starting to, you know, you know, I just needed guidance out of it, how to process that grief process. Right. Would you say your, uh, would you say your optimism, maybe, uh, uh, and I see this in myself, I can do this, where my optimism can somewhat cover uh, a little bit of the, of, of the struggle that's really going on. I find myself doing this mm-hmm. where I where I fail to communicate. Hey, this is where I'm really at, and this is just talking about you know uh, Savannah and I's relationship, or even somebody you know friends or people at church that I'm supposed to to be acquainted with, or they're supposed to be able to um, to minister me to me as well. Well, I'm fine. I'm good. Did you, did you? Uh, is that something you struggled with, or actually, you know what? That's a really good question. Nobody's ever asked me that, and that's a good question. Um, and so I've not pondered that, but just really on first thought, I, I don't think so because that, that op, that natural optimism, um, went away pretty quick. Um, because I, it just, the, the hopelessness set in 
Um, you know, yeah. I still had the optimism for as you know, I was continuing to minister to teens for uh, for a couple more months, and I, I never stopped believing in kids um, that, that God could use them, they could do great things for God. I never believed right. that. But as far as me ever being well, ever being effective, man, that that mm-hmm. I lost that pretty quick, and that's a pretty yeah. bad place to be. You know, I got to a place where I, I you know, I didn't even. I lost hope of ever being the same. I just wanted to be okay. <laughs> you know, I just wanted to be okay. And, uh, and so really that the depression uh, destroyed that, took that from me um, for a time. And um, yeah, now, now that I think about that, yeah, that's, that's, that's a really good thought um, because that, that optimism really carried me through. I, I think that, that's one of the things yeah. that got me to 18 years of youth ministry. Um, because I always knew it would get better, even when we had low times of youth ministry. I always knew it would get better. Right. And that depression took that away from me for a little while. I think the verse says, uh, "Without hope, we have all we are of all men miserable." And uh, yeah. if there is no glimpse of hope, and uh, you can, you can get to those points in life uh, where there just absolutely is no glimmer of hope, it can be really, right. really, really a dark place. Uh, to be. And that's the big distinction between discouragement and depression. You know, discouragement, you, you mm-hmm. know it's going to pass. You want it to pass right then, but you, you know it will. Yeah. You know it's just a season, a couple weeks, a few days. Right. Depression's different where you don't have that. It's really hard. Right. So you mentioned, um, you know, one of the first things that you did was, was put aside the preconceived ideas and mindsets and you mm-hmm. mentioned even just the scientific aspect of things, and and then you and then you ended up reaching out to a counselor. Um, were there any following steps after that that you would say that you've taken to um, restore your mental health and, and continue the climb? Because I know it's it's a continuous climb, and it honestly pr- will probably never mm-hmm. stop. And that that goes for all of us uh, dealing with any kind of yeah. uh, trauma. So what were the continuing steps after that that you, that you personally took? Yeah, so a couple of things really important for my healing and now my maintenance. And really, the first thing is um, talking to my wife. You know, I got to a place where I was so embarrassed by my emotion. Um, you know, we're talking about the ugly mm-hmm. cry. And the ugly cry is uncomfortable to watch yeah. from a grown man. <laughs> it just is, right? It's just terrible. And I knew <laughs> that. And I didn't want to make anyone yeah. uncomfortable. And so it was so bad I was even embarrassed with my wife and, and I've never been like that before. Right. And so I had to uh, intentionally practice. Uh, my counselor held me accountable to uh, basically decompressing my day with my wife and talking to her, making sure mm-hmm. she has the opportunity to help bear my burden and to encourage me and, and, and just give affirmative words. Um, and so, yeah. so even and now I, I'm pretty good about it now because um, not that I've arrived, but I am, uh, not that I'm afraid of it, but I just so badly don't want to go back there to depression. Um, I think right. that I, I know what I need to do to maintain. And obviously I'm walking with God and reading the Bible, pray every day, you know, all, all right. that stuff, memorize scripture. So I don't want anybody to think that, oh, mm-hmm. thing, you don't have to read your Bible. All you have to do is talk to your wife. That's not <laughs> so. So let's make that clear. But, but this is part of what I call right. my daily arsenal. And, um, and you know, people that we counsel, here's your daily arsenal. It's not just Bible reading, yeah. scripture memory, and prayer. And so, especially when, I, when right. I'm experiencing stressful times and we're having rough seasons with JJ or whatever, I, I'm 
or if I have a, mm. a difficult memory. I, I actually did today. And, uh, and I, I, I told, I talked to my wife about it and uh, I just told her that this is what I had uh, today. I, I, know it, I, I spent a little bit of time stewing on it, but, uh, but I recovered and uh, was able to you know, be productive. And so, so talking to my wife in that sense uh, is, right. is very important. And then just something as, as simple as, as exercising and getting out outside and being in the sunshine. And, um, yeah. you know, we, we were designed uh, to, uh, to, to dress and keep the garden. So there was always work involved in that. But now here's the thing. We, we, are yeah. the, we have never been more sedentary as a society and we've never been more stressed. And so we're seeing mental health plummet. Um, and so, I mean, yeah, that's such a, that's such a powerful statement right there yeah, um, yeah. that we are, we're just so, uh, yeah, we're, everybody's sitting still for, for way too long and, and not getting out right. in nature. And it's something I've encouraged, um, our young people, mm-hmm. uh, just get outside a little bit and yeah. get, of course, yep. we're about to get some snow tonight up here. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> not really a good idea, but just. Um, in this nation, we have we have such an advantage with so many sights to see and so many experiences to yeah. to experience and get out and just just see nature uh, and and have that. I mean, the heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth His handiwork. Yep. And uh, yes. I love that you mentioned uh, you mentioned that communication with your wife, um, and mm-hmm. then I, I just w- wanted to throw this in as well. Um, that takes some humility, right? Because um, uh, it's in pride, you know, in pride, I don't want to open myself up because then maybe it makes myself feel weak um, or I right. don't, don't want to cry in, in front of my wife. And that mm-hmm. takes, that does take some humility. And so even for, yeah. uh, uh, for both sides, really men and women, uh, to just be willing to open up and uh, communicate that uh, to each other. Um, having some hard conversations goes a long way. Savannah and I just had a conversation just a couple of days ago just about some things that are going on in our life right now, um, uh, just some things that we're dealing with. And if we're not communicating with each other, we, <laughs> we will lose each other mm-hmm. in the midst of it. And, uh, and so I, I know you mentioned it had an effect on your family it's had an effect on um, on your marriage, uh, and so it's it's neat to see how those things, in fact, are are being used to grow your marriage and grow you guys together. So, yeah, you moved from full time ministry to stepping back a little bit, and I know you shared this uh, in our previous interview that nobody's going to be able to hear, but I want you to share just the first steps of of you getting back into a ministry of any kind. Walk us through that a little bit. It was the first time in our lives we've ever church shopped, so <laughs> to speak. You know, we, we were just set up. We, before I graduated from Bible college, I, I was in the ministry there um, at, at Lighthouse and, and served there for 22 yeah. years. And so that was crazy. We, we, we considered a couple of ministries and uh, the way it just, it just worked out at, at Victory Baptist Chino that, you know, we still lived in Laverne. Um, that it was it wasn't too far away, and uh, I met with the pastor. He seemed like he wasn't crazy or anything, <laughs> and we just needed a a, a landing right. spot. And I say that because I, I just you know I I didn't know him, but I met with him enough to be, and, and we attended for a couple months before making mm-hmm. a decision. It was it was just our decision um, because because Pastor Brian Patterson of Victory Baptist Church, you know, really became yeah. a friend to me, Good and, man. and he helped me out. 
so much. Yeah. And, uh, and so he, he never pressured me. Um, but he did, you know, basically tell me that, you know, <laughs> with the, the thought of me coming and, and he was licking his chops and me leading the singing for him. <laughs> and that was one of the first things he asked. So if you want to sing again, I says, I do, but I don't know if I yeah. can. I just didn't know if I can. The desire was there, but I just didn't know if I physically right. could. And then so at, after a, a couple of months of just sitting, um, you know, I, I told him, hey, I'd, I'd, I'd like to give mm-hmm. it a try. And, uh, um, man, and I'd been doing, I'd been in music ministry for a long time, and I, I was so nervous. <laughs> um, but I led the singing, and, and I was okay. And so we kept doing it. And then, uh, um, then I had, you know, as my story got out, um, so many, well, a good number of pastors, um, in particular in Southern California, just, just with me, people who just know me, maybe just shaking hands, fellowship with me or even lead the singing at, at fellowship meeting, reached out and just wanted to be a yeah. blessing. And, uh, and so a couple guys started to encourage me if I was comfortable to, to speak on the subject of mm-hmm. depression and anxiety. And uh, nobody pressured me, but they said, man, this is, we don't have anybody yeah. doing that. You know, somebody mentioned Robert Bax, but he's in Australia. Right. And so um, uh, one in particular, Ryan Thompson at Liberty Baptist Newport Beach, um, he, he put some teeth to it, and, uh, and he said, hey, if, when you're ready, if you feel ready, if you're comfortable, I, I want to put it on the calendar. So I, I thought about it a little bit, contacted him and said, hey, if, if you're willing to take a chance, let's go for it. And so uh, in October 2019, we did our first Mental Health Sunday. Um, I was getting to a place where, hey, I really want to help people. Um, and uh, so, God, if you, if you give me six meetings, six Mental Health Sundays, in 2020, then there's a market, so to speak, for right. it, and we'll, we'll try it. And then, so after that meeting, we booked those six meetings within weeks. Wow. And then we ended up, I mean, 2020 was, was an awful year. Yes. <laughs> unless, you're starting a, unless you're starting a mental health ministry. Right. And so, you know, <laughs> the, a pandemic is the best thing for a mental health ministry launch. Yeah. And so we ended up doing 24 meetings in 2020. That's incredible. And uh, it, the, the, the response was, 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 was amazing. Wow. And then just, of course, the counseling part of it. And yeah. I, I call it more of a support thing. I'm not a certified counselor, but right. I, I know how to be a friend. Right. Not, I know how to listen. And I, I could just point people in the right direction. But that part, of course, just blew up. Um, but it became overwhelming for us. And um, uh, just because of JJ, me being on the road, yeah. me being out of town, preaching, it was just too much. And I made the decision that in 2021, I would do more, no more than seven or eight meetings. Yeah. And then Ryan Thompson contacted me, and uh, the church has exploded there. He was needing to bring on another assistant pastor. He, he wanted an executive pastor uh, to help with the structuring of, of the ministry. And, yeah. um, and uh, but he's, you know, he, he told me he, uh, he's, he's into our, our, you know, he's all for our ministry, the climb, yeah. and would, would be happy for me to be out preaching six, seven, eight meetings a year. And I never told him that number. I just told God and told Brenda, that's yeah. all I'll do. And so it was just the perfect thing. God was in the details right. that I could be back in full-time ministry, not have to drive Uber. That's how God provided <laughs> or, or deliver, deliver groceries. Right. And God was good. The, you know, financially, it was never a stress in the last couple of years. He provided. And um, I was willing to go back to that. Um, but, but now God has just placed me in the ministry that just, I just love, a ministry I've, I've, I've admired for a long time. Yeah. And, and continuing to do the climb through Liberty Baptist Church in Newport Beach. Just amazing. That's such a, such a blessing. That's such an encouragement. 
Uh, it's so good to, to know that there are others uh, out there who recognize um, that there are people out there who are dealing with this, struggling with this, and that there are, are pastors out there that are, are recognizing um, the issue and problem as well and being able to address it uh, biblically, really, and be able to address it from a from a Christian perspective, I think the world is trying yeah. to is trying to address the issue, and, um, and, and we as Christians know that um, there's a limit to that, and uh, there's science for sure, and that can be researched and yeah, that can yeah. be done, and um, and all those things. And I mean, we're made up of body, soul, and spirit, and all three of those right. have to be ministered to at some point uh, in order yeah. to to provide some healing, and so. It's so neat that there are people that are encouraging you along the way, encouraging this type of ministry, especially in our circle. Has there anybody, yeah. you're not going to, um, don't call out any names or anything, and I didn't expect you to, but was, <laughs> has there been any kind of pushback at all? Yeah. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit of resistance to it. Yeah. And it's just kind of the um, the, the first thing you know, when I, I posted about it, and it was just... Um, it was, it was kind of frustrating post, um, a frustrated post about how, um, you know, we've, we really lacked in that area. Yeah. And so I had a couple people message me privately, at least as a blessing, yeah. just concerned with me calling out our movement. And uh, I said, hey, you know, if we can do as a movement, we need to. Um, and so I don't apologize for it. Yeah. You know, if you think we're doing fine, then you keep doing what you're doing in your church. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm telling you, we're not as a movement as a whole, not just independent Baptist, Christianity as a whole. Yeah. Um, we, we, we've we've, we've kind of, you know, kind of spurted the issue a little bit or just oversimplified it and broad brushed it. And so so that was one of the things. And then, and there was, you know, unfortunately, there uh, most people, you know, they you know, they were gracious enough to to privately at, you know, ask me questions. And, yeah. and, a, and a couple just say, hey, you know, brother, you know, we're still friends, but I'm just not real comfortable with that. Right. And that's fine. But then there's been a, a little bit more of an aggressive tone with some people that have called my approach heresy. Yeah. And, um, uh, and, and so that I, I expected it. Yeah. I expected it. And, and, and that's fine. I just, I just feel sorry for their people who are, are just not going to be helped in, in a proper way. Right. Uh, and so, so yeah, so there was, there has been some, that's just the bottom line, but it's been, it's been encouraging that so many people, so many pastors, independent Baptist pastors, young and old, um, have have been really encouraged um, by it and want to learn. I mean, there's there's a number in part of our ministry. A number of pastors have reached out just just with some guidance of how to help a church member. Yeah. And so I've never talked to the church member, but just through you know through the, through the pastor, we we've been able to just give some guidance and just you know give a little bit of an insider's look at it. Right. And so so yeah. So there there's you know I, it's been overwhelmingly positive overwhelmingly that's such a blessing that's so neat there's been uh yeah there's there's so much to this and we could go on for hours and i know uh there's there's more conversations to be had uh there's more uh things to learn to grow in uh just as we were as we've been talking about this i'm reminded that that overall uh, the greatest comforter is the holy spirit i mean jesus Jesus mentions him in the book of John, and uh, and mm-hmm. people can try to comfort, people can yeah. try to even um, quote you Bible verses, 
And uh, but the greatest comforter is is literally the person of the Holy Spirit that um, that's with us, uh, that's able to 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 pull us through some of those things. And so that's a that's a comfort in and of itself. I want to uh, just just say, Jay, I, I appreciate your courage uh, in this ministry, and uh, you've been an encouragement to me. I think I reached out to you. It's probably been a couple years back, and just said, "Hey, I see, I see what you're doing, and I think it's very needed, and I appreciate you uh, uh, in this ministry." The climb. Is there a way if someone had some questions to ask or? Um, just a further conversation that they wanted to have with you, would there be a way for them to reach you? Yeah, so our website is theclimbministries.com, theclimbministries.com. Mm. And uh, so we post some resources on there, and we have a contact page. Um, Facebook is, is my, our, our Facebook ministry page. Um, once you search the Climb Ministries, um, try to post there a couple times a month and even have some guest posters um, people in ministry sharing their uh, their experiences with depression and anxiety, and I think that's really important for especially our our yeah. faithful lay people to see. Hey, if people in ministry, quote unquote, they're we're human too, and and we struggle, and that right. that opens up conversations right. in churches. It, it's really powerful, and so so that's that, that's a really good place to, to just to get some resources. But just even on the personal level, uh, just uh, I love uh, connecting with people who. Are hurting or who want to hurt the have one who want to help the hurting and uh so yeah so the climb ministries.com or, or search it on facebook you cannot be helped uh, unless someone else knows you're hurting that's it and so uh there are people out there to help to be an encouragement to uh just have a conversation with and work through some of those things so jay I appreciate you uh, doing this for the second time and yeah. having a conversation um, uh, about this topic. I hope this is a continual conversation uh, that continues for people that are listening to have with their families, to have with their ministries, to have with their people. And um, I'm certainly going to be having you know more conversations with my family and uh, and with people that uh, have have just been through some things and. And uh, we'll be sharing a little bit, uh, a bit more of our story as well. And uh, so this, this is going to be dealing with grief part two. And we appreciate anyone and everyone who is listening and just uh, being a part of this conversation. Jay, again, thank you so much. Thank you for taking the time. And uh, God bless. And uh, we'll be in touch, brother. Amen. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you, Aaron.